Hi and welcome to KLE. This is the podcast, um, KLE, Kingdom Leadership Equipping, where you are equipped in a kingdom perspective, kingdom mindset to rule and reign in the earth, um, to rule and reign through your life and, and through your leadership with a kingdom perspective. Hey, this is Sean, and uh, just a thought for, for this Sunday is I, something that really stood out to me today as I was just thinking about the word, on, just in, in regards to uh, it being, being the, the weekend that, that we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I was thinking of this scripture in um, Matthew chapter 2 and verse 1. It says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, Mag- Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Isn't it interesting is that they read the signs and in the east and the signs that they read said there would be a king born they weren't looking for a a savior they weren't looking for a a um uh, a christ the the messiah they were looking for a king and they said who is he who has been born king of the jews for we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him and when Herod the king heard, heard it, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. So all the leaders were troubled with him. And why was Herod, why was he troubled? Because he had a positional title of a king. A king being born heralded a new kingdom. And so he was now threatened. He had this beautiful alliance with the Romans and... and uh, and he ruled, you know, he was a puppet king, but he, he had his rule and he had his uh, temple, you know, his temple, his castle and whatever. And now uh, here come a bunch of guys from the east saying, we're looking for one who is born king. And so he felt threatened. Jerusalem felt threatened because ushering of a king meant, you know, in their mind, it was now a threat to the Roman Empire. But of course, Jesus wasn't coming to bring that kind of kingdom. <clears throat> and uh, and it says, then he began to inquire of the chief priests and scribes and of the people, and he began, that's Herod, and he began to inquire of them where the Christ, where the Messiah was to be born. And they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. Now they quote the prophet, the prophetic writings from from um, um, Micah, chapter 5, verse 2. And it says, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And then Herod, of course, is looking trying to get them to tell him where, where this king would be born because he wants to worship him as well. But the fact of the matter is he wanted to get rid of him because it would be a threat to his kingdom, his kingship. And, and I, you know, when I looked at that, I thought to myself, you know, 
I never saw it like that. We always focus on the fact that Jesus was born to be the Christ, the Messiah for us. And that is the truth. Nothing changes that. But he was born a king. And he comes and he comes restoring the kingdom that was lost to us. He comes restoring what we lost back in the Garden of Eden. We lost our position. We lost um, Adam because of his treason. Lost the rulership of God in his life. And began to submit to a, an out, a creature, a created being who was an outcast, unemployed, uh, rebellious, independent um, creature. And, he, and Adam submits to him. And in all that time, so he lost the presence of God. He lost the rule, the rule of God in his life. He lost uh, the fact that he was a temple of God. He lost all of that. And he takes on a new nature. And he becomes now a, a temple of death, not a temple of life. He becomes a shell. He becomes a, a shell. His spirit man is full of death. And that's what he carries. But Jesus is born king to restore the kingdom of God. Remember in chapter 4 of Matthew, the first thing Jesus, it says in verse 12, now, when he had heard that John had been taken into custody, he withdrew into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, verse 13, he came and settled in Capernaum, and, uh, which is by the sea, the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. And this was to fulfill, and etc., etc. And then verse 17, it says, From that time Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Why? Because the king had arrived. Now, it's interesting, the word ruler, that Micah had prophesied about, when it says the, a ruler would come forth, I looked up that word, and that word is hegemai. The Greek word hegemai means to lead, or it's a strengthened form of to lead. In other words, to command with official authority. It means to be chief, to count, to esteem, to be a governor to be judge, to have the rule over. Um, and of course, it, it's, it's, um, it is to be a leader, but a leader that is a king <laughs> or a governor. He's come to reestablish God's kingdom on the earth. Of course, we know in, in chapter 6 of Matthew, when, when they asked G the disciples, well, Jesus was speaking to them about, about prayer, and he says, when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. See, religion, that's religion. Religion is constantly trying to get God's attention, trying to persuade heaven, trying to somehow coax God into moving on their behalf. That's religion. It's dead works. It's constantly working to try and conjure up some kind of approval with God. But in verse 8, Jesus says, Therefore do not be like them. Do not be like them. Do not be like them. Do not be religious in your approach. For your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. 
So Jesus brings a whole new approach. And he says, the God is a father, father being source, sustainer um, of, of our lives. And he is the source and sustainer of the kingdom of God. And so he said, I've come to introduce a new, a new life, the way that it was with, with Adam and Eve. You remember, I, I, I've spoken about this before, but, you know, um, the kingdom of God and, and Christ, Christ's kingdom, because Colossians tells us that we've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness, out of the rule of Satan into the kingdom of the son of his love. We've been translated into the kingdom rule of Christ. That's the son of his love. That's in Colossians. Let me just find it for you quickly. In Colossians. Um, let's see. Where is that? Verse 13 of chapter 1 in Colossians. It says, For he delivered us from the domain or the kingdom. Domain means to where, where there's dominion. The kingdom of darkness and transferred us. And it's... <laughs> In fact, this in, in the American Standard Bible, it's really good because he says, for he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption. Interesting. It's all, he, he redeems us. He reconciles us. And re means to put back into place. So consile means to be in right relationship, to reconcile us, to be brought back into right relationship. Deem means to purchase. Redeem means to buy back. Interesting. So he's, what, is, what is the king restoring us to? He's restoring us back to what we lost. He's restoring us back to our authority, our relationship. He's restoring us back to being us carrying his kingdom within us. <laughs> Glory to God. He's restored us back to that place. And so today, oh, and then he goes on, let me finish in, in Matthew chapter 6, and he says, verse 8, therefore do not be like them, do not be religious, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him or petition him. He says, so what he says then in verse 9, pray then in this way. So how are you supposed to pray? How are you supposed to petition heaven? Our Father, or sustainer, source, who, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. He, he, is the, he is the only one. He is the ultimate source of everything. In his name is how we rule and reign. And verse 10, for your kingdom, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that's what Jesus came to do. Jesus said, I've come and I'm going to restore. I'm going to restore the Holy Spirit. I'm going to restore the presence of God. I'm going to restore the rule of God. I'm going to set you free from, as Christ, I'm going to set you free from the domain of darkness, the rule of this created being who, who is unemployed, <laughs> um, this misfit, this, this rebellious creature who, who um, 
rebelled against the rule of, of heaven and has now ruled over you with tyranny, with darkness, with death, and he said, with, with unrighteousness. And I'm going to restore you to freedom, not bondage. I'm going to restore you to light, to where you can see. I'm going to restore you to life and righteousness. I'm going to reconcile you into relationship with your father. And he, and, and he says, therefore, that's what you've got to petition. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, when you have the kingdom, you have his will. And that's our, our task now as kings under his kingship. He is the ruler that has been brought forth, and he has restored the kingdom of God to us, the rule of God, the order of God to us. He's brought us back to the Garden of Eden. And I cannot emphasize that enough. You know, for me, it's just every time I think about this and, and look at this, this is like a tremendous uh, insight that I have. I, I've, I've read so many times, I've taught so many times, but I'm seeing a new aspect to this. I, you know, it's just been amazing is how God has restored us back to, to that place that, that Adam, mankind, so Ish and Isha, how they walked with God. And, you know, they didn't, they didn't have meetings. They didn't have agendas. They didn't have programs. They didn't have worship services. They, what they did is they walked and talked in the rule of God in authority that he gave them, blessed with authority, with dominion. And that's what we have. And so um, that's what we need to see is that Jesus is the king that has restored us. In, in Matthew 27, it's in just another aspect of this that's interesting. Um, in Matthew 27, verse 11, Matthew 27, um, so what has happened now is Jesus has been brought before the Sanhedrin and, and then they shipped him off before, before, um, before Pilate. And verse 11 of 27, it says, Now Jesus stood before the governor, that was Pilate, and the governor questioned him. So the governor represented the rule of Rome in Jerusalem. They'd been occupied by Rome. And so he's now standing before the highest authority in the land representing Rome and the occupation of Rome, Rome occupying um, the, the land of, of Israel. And so he's he comes in and he brings the authority, he brings the he brings the culture, he brings the the, the values, he brings the constitution, he brings the ways, and makes sure that everybody abides by the rule of Rome. And Jesus stands before him now, the governor, and the governor questions Jesus, saying, Are you and look at this, he doesn't, again, he doesn't ask him if he's the Christ. He says, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said to him, it is as you say. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he made no answer. So when he was, when he was before the, the, um, 
the, the, the priests and the elders, the chief priests and elders, they accused him he had no, he, he made no answer because theirs was a, a religious court and he didn't answer them. But he did, when they said to him, are you the Christ? He says, it's as you say. And then the same thing that when, when um, he stands before the governor, says, it's as you say. And Pilate said to him, verse 13, do you not hear how many things they testify against you? And it says, verse 14, he did not answer him with regard to even a single charge that they brought so that the governor was amazed. You see, their charge was a, a religious charge. He didn't answer it. <laughs> but he answers Pilate, the governor of Rome. And, and uh, as because he said, listen, I can, I can summon legions of angels if I want. If I wanted protection, I could get whatever I wanted. And uh, because what he was basically saying is, I have authority. I have authority to rule and reign, you know, and, and, uh, and I'm bringing a different kingdom. But of course, they were all threatened by this kingdom. The people thought he was going to restore the kingdom. And that's why they turned against him when he didn't stand up for himself. Of course, that was the... That was uh, Judas's story as well, you know. Uh, he wanted um, he wanted Jesus to set up a kingdom that would that would um, fight the kingdom of Rome and and uh, and set them free from all of that. And that was you know that was very political on his part. So yeah, in verse uh, chapter eighteen, verse. Uh, 33 of the Gospel of John, it says, Pilate therefore entered again into the praetorium, so that's where he ruled from and summoned Jesus and said to him, are you the king of the Jews? And, and Jesus answered him, are you saying this on your own initiative or did others tell you about me? And Pilate answered, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priest delivered you up to me. What, what have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. <laughs> so that just tells you he, he was bringing a new kingdom. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting that I might not be delivered up to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. And then Pilate therefore said to him, So you are a king? And Jesus answered, You say correctly that I am a king. Verse 37, For this I have been born. So then he says, You say correctly that I am a king, he says, you are absolutely right. For this I have been born, and for this I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. In other words, he's saying, I bear witness to the truth, that the kingdom of God is being restored. Is being, you know, repent means to rethink, rethink the right way, metanoia means to change the way you reason, the way you think, change your mindset, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And what was he saying? It's I've come as king, I'm as governor, just like Pilate, Jesus has come as governor, ruler, hegemai, to restore the kingdom to us, to his people. But it's not a kingdom of this realm. It's a kingdom of another realm. It's a supernatural kingdom. It's the kingdom of God. It's the kingdom from heaven. And so 
today as we we recognize and celebrate that Jesus was raised from the dead, that he was resurrected. You know, he didn't stay on the cross. Bless God. He, and he, he didn't stay in the grave. He was raised. He didn't come as a prophet. He didn't come as a priest. He's all those things, but he came as a king. He came as a king. And he came as a king to set up his kingdom within you and me. He restored us back to the place where we can receive his kingdom. And we can be temples now of his kingdom. We can be temples of his glory, of his of His presence, of his um, influence. We carry within us. Uh, and he is our governor. He is the one that sets up that kingdom, but not of this realm. It's the kingdom of heaven. So that's what we pray every day is let your kingdom come and let your will be done. We, that's what we've got to do. Why? Why do we say that you pray? Why do we petition God and say, Father, our Father, let your kingdom come and your will be done? Because that that is we rule and reign. We bring his kingdom and establish his authority on the earth. Whereas um, the Gentiles, the, relig- the religious, the religious are constantly trying to persuade God. They're trying to to manipulate God because they they never feel good enough. They feel if they can get enough praise, if they can get enough people, if they can spend enough time trying to convince God, then um, then something will happen. He says, but you are not to do it this way. He said, you must petition our Father, our Father, not, not somebody's Father only, it's our Father. And what we must we petition him? Your kingdom come, your will be done. Because the governor, the king, the hegemahi, the ruler, has restored the kingdom to us. Today, we celebrate Jesus being resurrected from the dead. And Ephesians chapter 2 says, He was seated at the right hand. He was raised from the dead and seated at the right hand of the Father. And we are seated with Him in heavenly places. That's what we need to recognize. That's what we need to to um, take by faith. That's what we need to, not religiously uh, have this, you know, iconic idea that this is something that is just a Christian kind of holiday. Now, this is an event that took place of one kingdom being restored and overcoming the kingdom of darkness. And you've been taken out of the domain of the rulership of darkness, the prince of the power of the air, and you've been restored. You've been placed back and translated, transferred, put back in to the kingdom of the Son of God. Glory to God. That's why you're forgiven. That's why you're cleansed. That's why you're reconciled. That's why you're made righteous, so that you can again be restored to the authority and dominion Adam had in the Garden of Eden. So that's what we celebrate today, and that's what I, my thought that I wanted to share with you. God bless you. Have a super week. Until next time.